To express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. There are no passengers on Spaceship Earth. We're all crew, Marshall McLuhan. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We're thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.com. That's www.btsya.com. Every dollar counts, and we'll use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music. iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. Hi, I'm Sharanya, your host for today. Before we start the program, we want to, want to announce that Be The Star You Are charity is entering the metaverse. By purchasing an NFT from www.starstylecommunity.com, that's www.starstylecommunity.com, you will be donating to Be The Star You Are. Each NFT is based on a character from Cynthia Bryant's new children's book, No Barnyard Bullies, illustrated by Jensen Russell. These NFTs are like baseball trading cards of yore. Check out the roadmap for upcoming events just for the Star Style community members, where exclusive experiences are part of the package. Going to be super fun? Jump into the metaverse and buy our NFTs at www.starstylecommunity.com. Today's show is all about climate change and the voice of youth. In segment two, Kirpa and Kevin will show what climate change means to them. And in segment three, Milan will be talking to about us about what they think about climate change. And in segment one, get ready, because I'm about to spout some writing facts about memoirs. And a little bit about climate change in segment one. Thank you. So... From a young age, I've always been very interested in climate change and whatnot. Um, when I was in third grade, I wrote a letter to a mayor and the mayor of my town. And I gave the letter to the mayor of my town because I was really appalled by the way there were litter on my 
favorite lake trail. I used to walk on the trail every day to go to elementary school, and it was a good experience until I saw jackrabbits there and cute little animals, and right next to them was plastic. And plastic and animals don't go together. They're a combination that should never be together. It's just a dangerous cocktail, and there are ways they can be suffocated, um, poison, and many more. And it's seriously dangerous and, and abhorrent how we just litter without thinking about the consequences. So I think that was the drive for my first notion that climate change is a real thing. Because before that, it was all sunshine, rainbows, there's nothing wrong with the world. But climate change was the real first international problem I saw, and it just started from a little thing. And as I grew up, I started drifting into learning more about different social issues, and climate change was one of them. So now, in my school, I'm trying to make a bigger impact on climate change is um, in climate change by making, I made this sustainability club. And the sustainability club is trying to reuse the things we already have and try to upcycle and make new things instead of using resources that will run out one day. So the root of climate change, we all know, comes from fossil fuels. Fuels that'll take many, many years to be built again, about thousand to millions of years, and we will run out of them. So we all know to make renewable inventions, focus on what we have, be thankful for what we have, not waste our resources. But there's one thing we often forget. We forget to incorporate climate change into our daily life. We know not to throw trash on the ground. But do we ever, I don't know about most of you, but I definitely, when I was younger, did not go and volunteer at climate change reverting places. I didn't necessarily study a lot about it when I was younger, and I still sometimes don't find the time to study um, about climate change. And I think that's not good because I think studying about climate change and learning more about climate change makes you a stronger person because now you know what's going on in the world. And talking about studying about climate change, I recently read Greta Thunberg's new um, book called The Climate Book, and it was super informational. And for a literary junkie like me, I obviously love books, but the climate change, um, the climate book was something invigorating. It's it's a non-fiction book, and I'm usually not drifting towards that section, but when I saw that it was about climate change, it just was so fluent, like a handbook. So today, in the theme of climate change, I'm going to be teaching all of you how to write effective memoirs and effective handbooks. Okay, so the first thing you might be asking me is, what's the difference between, um, there's a big difference between memoirs and handbooks, so why am I putting them together? So in climate change, one thing we learn, one thing we should all do is learn from history. And in this case, memoirs are really good. One of my favorite memoirs is um, this memoir. It's a short essay by Ari Honavar, someone who escaped from um, Iran and is now living her life here as an immigrant and how she had to leave her family behind um, and there were allegories of Rumi, an Iranian poet, everywhere. And I simply loved that short essay, how 
it fluently described her experiences so calmly and so tightly because it was just a short read, but I felt that I knew everything about her. And that is how a memoir is supposed to be. Let's say, um, I think Greta Thunberg has written memoirs herself and she should because she's a leading teen activist. She's done something that no, no other teen has done before. She skipped school um, to just sit in front of the parliament to show her voice. And um, writing is an ex excellent way you can do that. So let's get down to how to write a memoir. Now, I'm not going to tell you, oh my gosh, you need a hook to drag the reader in, or you need a good conclusion, what you learn from your experience, because that's something you learn from narratives in second grade. But here, I'll be talking about the body of the paragraph. What experiences should you include? First of all, your memoir should have a goal. What direction do you want to walk towards? Now, I'm not going to talk about that one time in kindergarten, I um, I accidentally ate Play-Doh. I don't even know if I accidentally ate Play-Doh, but that's not an experience to include in my own memoir because the goal of my memoir would be to tell people about how I want to change the world or that's what I want it to be. But if your memoir is probably how I got into cooking or something, then you'd um, include a little short story for humor about how you ate Play-Doh in first or kindergarten. But um, the plan is to always show your goal through your first experience. What started you off? It's always good to write a memoir like a timeline. So if I was to say how I got into writing, I would start off as the first time I read a book was in the Sunningvale Public Library, and I'd build a short story of what I remember. And remember, memoirs are always based off of honesty. Don't try to try to act like this person you never were. But then you move on to this part in your life where you don't exactly know what you want to be, but you know that this something, this has to do with you. So um, then I'll talk about how in fifth grade, I wrote my first good poem and how it was about a mature theme, and how I also wanted to be something else when I grow up, a doctor, and um, how I'd embrace two of those things together to get to my final goal. And then, since I'm only in eighth grade now, it's not like I lived 50 years of life where I'll have gold mines of experiences to share with everyone. So I'd talk about how I don't want to be a doctor anymore, I want to do something in the business field, but I still have that love for writing with me. So. That's how you show your progress, but show your progress through a way where it doesn't look like this is another progress report or report card you're reading. Oh, in fifth grade, I got an A in math. This year, I got an A+. Plus. Such a big difference. It should be fluent. It should look like you're speaking a language. And basically, a memoir is just fun to read. It's not boring lectures from 1987 about things that don't have any impact now because memoirs can help change a person. So enough talking about memoirs, let's get to handbooks. Um, Greta Thunberg's newest handbook, The Climate um, Book, was really moving. 
for me. It had so many solutions. And then there's another book called The Drawdown about climate change and the amount of solutions it had, how we can just do little things like water harvesting to change the world is such a big thing to comprehend. And the way Greta Thunberg did so in a very fluidic manner really helped me out to understand the real scheme of things. And that's what a handbook should be. Instead of writing bullet points uh, and a process, because a handbook is not meant to guide you through a process. A handbook is to have different solutions to help you. So um, let's say I was writing a handbook for writing block. I would have different solutions and which places to use them in. For example, ekphrasis. Um, you would use that when you're feeling artistic, um, but you don't know exactly what to write. Then writing prompts, you'd use that when you feel that you have something in your stomach. It's like broiled, it's like boiling inside of you, but you can't express it through words. So like that, you would have different segments for different things, and you would go like that for all of your um, entries in a handbook. Think of your handbook as a journal. Now, you won't think handbook is traditional literature. Of course, Shakespeare didn't write handbooks or did he? I don't know. But handbooks are definitely a big part of literature because literature is telling what you want to say. And for people, the solutions that they have to problems that other people feel are very hard to solve, that's what a handbook does. So that's another very significant part of literature. Of course, people don't think of it as this massive part of any curriculum, but handbooks are very necessary for everyday life. Tell me, did you ever try fix, um, building a table without the manual? Just like that, if you have a problem you're super uh, inquisitive about, a handbook about it can change everything. So for my writing today, I'm going to... Um, talk about a little bit about an excerpt from a memoir I'm writing right now. I remember it was sunny. Sunny in Sunnyvale. I wish that could be a pun. And I walked into the library and checked out three books. All three of them were picture books with drawings of pigs, um, barns, and so many other stuff in there. There were fences, everything. And I remember back then, I was deeply interested in animals and the way they moved. So while checking the books out, I was filled with joy. How could I even express it in words? New books from the library and animals, the perfect cocktail for anything. I remember I was walking with my head stuck into a book and I saw this Iron Man sitting on a bench. Of course, since it was an Iron Man, not Iron Man from Adventures, but an Iron Man, I sat down and sat next to him. He was a sculpture of someone reading a book. So I started reading my animal book. I don't remember what the title was, but the one thing I do remember is that it was fun to read. It wasn't like learning something droning and monotonous. And then I didn't realize it. But now I realize that that was the spark of my reading journey, my journey with words, my journey with how a pen can curate something super beautiful, just like a chisel or clay can. And that's 
when I started to create something that maybe I couldn't ever draw or sculpt, I started to create my life as a story. So just like that, you can make your own memoir, a little segment, which just says a lot about you. And for me, writing is a big part of me. So that's why this is a little piece from a memoir that I wrote for English class. So thank you so much for listening. And um, I really appreciate it because uh, memoirs and handbooks are something that I am really passionate about. So make sure you stay tuned for our next segment. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to hear your questions. So email us at btsy18radio at gmail.com. That's btsy18radio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at www.bethestarur.org. You can get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity, buy books and t-shirts in your in our store, sign up for our free newsletter and make a donation to the Be The Star You Are charity. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Be the star you are Light up the flame that burns Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are. org. Be the lucky star you are. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the Star You Are 501c3 charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us and listening to Express Yourself. Today's topic is about climate change. And for segment two, we'll be talking to Kirpa and Kevin. First up is Kirpa talking about how climate change affects not only her, but the entire world. Um, Every day we go to school, work, and stores, and we don't realize that Earth is constantly changing. Climate change doesn't mean just global warming, which we hear about every day in our constant lives. It can include a variety of problems, including marine life, such as our oceans slowly declining and glaciers slowly melting and causing more areas to get flooded. I think if we really pay attention to how much we do everything and how much energy we use, we can help the Earth. Some things I know we always can't do, for an example, getting an electric car. I know most people don't always want to spend extra money to buy one if their gas car works completely fine. So how is climate change caused? As we live our lives, the climate around us changes constantly. Some of our acts affect the world we live in. We cut down forests, causing deforestation to be larger and the gases they store inside of them. Another cause of climate change is powered buildings, such as those big buildings in SF or the ones in, they have in New York City. People use the power in their houses, jobs, and schools, but the power draws coal, oil, and natural gases that emits greenhouse, gas, greenhouse gases. So what can we do to reduce climate change? Even though climate change may seem like a huge thing to fix, there are things we can do to reduce climate change. One of the most popular ones said is save energy at home. If you see a random light, turn it off, take 10 minute showers, and much, much more. Another thing you can do to help climate change is throw away less food. We know wasting is affecting our environment because it's harder for us to grow more crops. When you throw away food, you're wasting resources that were used to grow. Packaging was used such as plastic and transportation such as the gas they use to send it to our stores, our local stores. In addition, when food rots in landfills, it causes methane to go up into our atmosphere. Hmm. So how is climate change affecting people? Climate change may affect our atmosphere and climate, but it also affects us, our health, which can have us include many illnesses and deaths from increasing, increasing weather events. These include heat waves, floods, and storms. In addition, these weather changes can cause mental health issues and vector bone diseases. Well, you said something about climate change affecting the ocean. Could you elaborate more on that? Climate change, like I said earlier, affects everything on Earth, including bodies of ocean water. Climate change can cause ice melting, sea sea level rise, and marine heat waves and ocean edification. High temperatures are bad for fish. And we constantly have fish or sea animals as a source of food, which can affect our health as we eat the the things the animals had digested. Climate change is also affecting the chemistry of the water. The ocean absorbs about 30% of carbon, and it forms a carbonic acid, and it it dissolves in the water. Mm, So, obviously, climate change will affect animals, but do you know how, probably? 
climate change affects more wild animals than the domesticated ones, like the dogs and cats we keep in our house. Climate change affects the home that they live in. Rising temperatures affect vegetation, food sources, and access to water, and much more. This could cause animals to migrate outside of their usual patterns, while others may die off. Um, climate change is obviously like a really big issue, but in your opinion, what are the main threats? For me, I feel like the main threats of climate change is more frequent like weather changing and rising sea levels. I feel like rising sea levels is causing many houses and many homes to be destroyed because floods are happening constantly. And with rising heat, glaciers would melt, like I said, causing more floods. If we watch our actions, we can make a difference. We can make a difference in the world we live in. And in the end, what does climate change mean to you? I think climate change for me personally means that we need to watch what we do every single day so we don't hurt the world we live in. Because if one day this world doesn't become, you know, habitable for us to live in, we could either, like, you know, die off like some animals have been or, I don't know, maybe, like, move to Mars or something. Well, climate change is obviously such a big issue. And do you have anything you can do with your friends that can, in a way, stop climate change? With my friends, I feel like I can go and, you know, just, like, pick up trash. Or when my friends come, you know, maybe use less energy and, you know, talk to my friends about it. Be like, hey, you know, we're our world is changing constantly as we live and it's hurting us and everyone around us. And we can do these things to help just shave energy and just make sure we don't waste valuable resources. Okay. Thanks so much, Kirpa, for your insights into climate change. We'll be vigilant. Now we go on to Kevin and his opinions and his beliefs on AI and climate change. Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin Chu, a Be The Star You Are reporter. My segment is AI and Us, which talks about how AI can and does affect our lives. Today, I'll discuss AI's role in fighting off the national enemy known as capitalism. Just kidding, I'm talking about climate change today. Climate change is an issue that everybody knows, but hardly anybody actually pays attention to. It's a bit like how Morbius the movie is. If you ask people if they know about what climate change or Morbius is, 99% chance they answer yes. If you ask them if they do anything about climate change or if they watch Morbius, 99% chance they answer no. However, climate change, unlike Morbius, is a very, very serious issue both for the future generations and right now. During the last few decades, global reported natural disasters have been rising at an unsettlingly, unsettlingly high rate. It's gone from being well below 100 in the 1970s to rarely being below 300 in the 2010s. That's a growth rate of about 50 disasters per decade, per decade, five disasters per year. That doesn't mean climate change is a very obvious issue, though. In fact, it's an incredibly subtle issue if you're not directly involved. If you don't study the environment or get hit by a natural disaster, the most you'll notice is that summer is a little hotter and winter a little less cold. I didn't even realize how serious the issue was, just how serious it was until I started researching more about climate change for today. It's not just an issue for future generations to solve, it's an issue to our generation too. I mean, most of you listening are still in high school, right? If nothing unexpected happens in life, like getting hit by a car or truck or anything like that, we still have a good 60 years ahead of us. In those 60 years, climate change isn't just going to grow, it's going to explode. In 60 years, cold winter days will become today's summer days, and hot summer days will become the equivalent of those in the desert. Personally, I hate the heat. 
it just makes me sweat. It smells. I, I do not like it at all. And thinking of having to live every day like that when I'm older and when I'm already aching everything like that, just that does not seem very half fun. What I'm saying is don't help stop climate change to save the world or anything like that. Do it so life in general just doesn't become even more pain in the ass than it is right now. This introduction was a bit long and unusual because I was struck by a bit of 3 a.m. motivation. So thank you for listening to all that if you're still here. Continuing on how AI can help solve climate change and mitigate side effects, there are several very problematic byproducts of climate change. One of which I mentioned just now, natural disasters. As you probably know, natural disasters can cause quite a bit of pain and damage, almost as much as stepping on a Lego. Tornadoes can uproot, ha- uproot houses and factories, tsunamis can topple skyscrapers and libraries, etc. They're incredibly powerful, but most of all, they can come without warning. If you're lucky, you might get a bit over a dozen minutes. If not, a bit over a dozen seconds, maybe. For such powerful forces of nature, evacuation is certainly the best option. If not, hunting a secure place to function you down is the next best option. While a second option isn't too difficult if at home, if you are driving on the highway, you're going to be cutting in very close. Evacuation is practically a pipe dream when you have, at max, a little over a dozen minutes, with all the panic and mayhem, which is amplified exponentially in big cities where the damage would be the most prevalent. Without fires, the number of annual natural disasters is rising. We need to ensure that we can know when and where they are coming, so the human and economic damage can be kept to a minimum, which is where AI comes in. AI is able to predict certain natural disasters much more efficiently than normal human-run programs can. One example of this is in tsunamis. Oftentimes, normal tsunami detection programs have an issue with something called magnitude saturation, which is when calculations for the magnitude of the earthquake tend to cluster around certain thresholds on the logarithmic scale, causing the destructive power of the ensuing tsunami to be over or underestimated, which can have terrible consequences, such as when the Chile earthquake and tsunami was mistakenly, mistakenly estimated to have a magnitude of 8.3 when its actual magnitude, calculated many years later, was around 9.5. AI tsunami detection programs, however, don't need to rely on estimated power of the trigger earthquake cause tsunami and can instead just rely on taking in large amounts of other data that would normally be too much for people to manually put into the program, allowing for AI programs to completely avoid the issue of magnitude saturation. Of course, while this isn't an infallible solution and is likely to fail if there's a lack of data, it's definitely a much better option for large earthquakes that have more than enough data to calculate their magnitude. In addition, AI can also help with predicting floods. By keeping track of rainfall and the water levels of rivers, AI can precisely predict when water levels are starting to reach a dangerous level, enough so to warn warnings and possibly evacuation. While I might think that having somebody just go look at the river is more cost-efficient, it's different when we consider that rain clouds can move hundreds of miles in a single day. In the worst-case scenario, a massive rain cloud can come out of nowhere and cause a river to completely overflow out of the blue, resulting in a lack of preparation and massive damage. AI, however, is able to take that movement into account and ensure that people know when a flood is coming, regardless of the speed of the rain cloud. Aside from just mitigating side effects, AI can also be used to attack the root of the problem. One method is by using AI to measure greenhouse gas emissions, both from individual projects and how much is in the atmosphere in general. While the first method is more just a general update on how bad climate change has gotten, the measurement of greenhouse gas from emissions from individual projects is a bit more helpful in that by knowing what are the key causes, those causes can be mitigated over time. Just how electric cars, even considering the greenhouse gases produced and powering them, have a smaller carbon footprint than regular cars. 
In addition, as I mentioned in the previous segment line on farming and food, AI can be used to streamline and optimize certain processes in transportation. Both may uh, contribute to greenhouse gases because of how much oil it uses. A third ma uh, major contributor to climate change is deforestation, which is a major issue because trees thin carbon dioxide, a major greenhouse gas, and leaves oxygen, which is an important process unlike the Twitter user that will not name things because he has the mental capabilities of what can do. Just say, I'm starting to wish that World War III is a thing because collectively getting shot, having land based amputated, being paid to get for the rest of my life would honestly be less painful than reading some of the absolutely brainless stuff people put on the internet because the neurons, neurons in the brains are made of burnt wood. Anyhow, deforestation is a major contributor to climate change. And AI can help mitigate this by using AI-controlled air to swoop down and use flamethrowers to attack any blue migrants, which are issues causing deforestation or, you know, elect the authorities because apparently flamethrowing drones became illegal three years back. That boring. Anyhow, alongside illegal mining, wildfires are also major causes of deforestation. Wildfires are entirely bad. After all, they do allow the spreading growth of new plants and the clearing of old ones. But having them too often or an overly intense wildfire can still cause some major damage to forests, still cause some major damage to forests, and lead to an overall decrease in oxygen carbon production. Not to mention how much carbon dioxide the wildfires themselves give off to. One major cause of uncontrolled wildfires are loose power lines. Because rampant electricity can cause even more rampant wildfires. AI can cause this, combat this com, AI can combat this problem as well as well through smart grids, which makes sure to use just the right amount of electricity. Um, which makes sure just the right amount of electricity is sent to each designated zone through the use of AI, decreasing the risk of loose power lines and the use of electricity as well. It can also suggest repairs when the outer coating of the power lines are damaged and need repairs, ensuring that any potential risk of the power lines getting out of control is thoroughly neutered. Neutered can also mean rendered ineffective, FYI. Concepts don't exactly have giant tools. Climate change is an incredibly insidious issue, one that looks below the radar until it blows up and everything starts to tell. Okay, though, AI is an even more potent solution that, if used and developed properly, instead of being ignored by greedy old tycoons, can solve not just climate change, but practically any issue in the world. Global starvation, for example, isn't because Earth doesn't have enough food to support a population, but because supply chains aren't as efficient as they can be, it often face many setbacks and difficulties. With AI and a healthy dose of money, all of those issues can be blown away. AI is an amazing tool. The fact that I partially neglected it today because the first third of my segment was purely about climate change. With it, science in every field can be given a huge leap forward, both in discoveries and applications. We just have to make sure we don't start using it to star bomb with a sequel. Aside from natural disasters, what other side effects of climate change can AI solve? Mm, another major side effect of climate change that AI can combat are the more frequent and intense droughts, which you've probably been hearing about on the news. While the lack of water is quite lethal on its own, the water bill is insane now, it's, a, it's the other side effect of it that's the most worrying, desertification. Desertification is just what it sounds like. Fertile land starts turning into a desert-like area from lack of water, wildlife, and vegetation. Basically, what happened during the Dust Bowl and the, and the Great Depression. This is a massive issue, not only just because it ruins many uh, ecosystems and just the general life that lives there, it also causes a lot of damage because fertile land that used to grow crops is also heavily damaged as well. And that can cause a lack of, a lack of food when starvation, like I mentioned before, is already a very prevalent issue in the world. AI can be used to combat this issue, however, 
by using satellite imaging to find that and other technology to find out which areas needed water and how they're faring. Well, how can AI deal with other natural disasters than what you just mentioned? Well, what I mentioned before were earthquakes. Another um, natural disaster that AI can help um, prevent or predict are tornadoes, which you can, which AI can help predict by uh, having sensors in the atmosphere to track its general humidity and any traits in the atmosphere that would signal whenever a tornado or uh, or hurricane um, would appear. Um, are there any specific examples of AI being able to combat climate change? Uh, one other, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, does, uh, like I mentioned the first question, devastation is a serious problem. But thankfully, uh, <clears throat> there is an example of AI being fought against that with an AI called Mercy. Well, Thank you so much, Kevin, for your research and info about climate change. It's always fascinating to learn how AI affects our world. Stay tuned for the next segment where we'll introduce you to our newest reporter, Milan Baines, with his segment, Well-Rounded, where he'll give his opinions on climate change. I'm your host, Sharani, and I'll be right back with Express Yourself. Visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. The star you are light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit be the star you are.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are dot org. Be the lucky star you are. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the Star You Are 501c3 charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestaryouare.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestaryouare.org. Be the lucky star 
Listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You're listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio. Today's program is all about climate change. But we have a new reporter, Milan Baines, with a segment called Well-Rounded. Milan is a sixth grader at Highland Middle School who loves looking at structures of buildings and high-rises and hopes to one day be an architect. He has played violin since he was five years old and now plays for the school orchestra. When you don't see him playing his violin, he's probably playing on the tennis court. From a young age, he has loved games, whether it was Candyland as a four-year-old, Uno with his cousins, where fellow teen radio reporters, Nihal and Kirpa, are competitive chess at his school. Milan loves math and is challenging himself in accelerated math every day at school. Milan loves anything that involves technology and innovation and hopes to share some of his passion during his teen radio segments. He is super excited to be part of the Express Yourself Teen Radio team with the segment Well-Rounded. Welcome to Express Yourself, Milan. How are you doing? Good. We're happy to, um, that you have joined us and our team, and we're glad you want to talk about climate change. So what is climate change to you? Climate change is when the climate, which is usual weather, changes and is different. Climate change is usually bad because your normal weather is different, and that isn't good for important things such as agriculture and everyday life. If where you live is cold most of the time and climate change makes it hot, you have to adjust as does other life that exists in that part of the earth. How does climate change affect the weather today? The earth has warmed up about 1.8 degrees Fahrenheit since 1850. Warmer weather increases the humidity in the air, and because there's more water vapor, this makes it so it's harder for our body to cool off. This increases our chances of heat exhaustion, or heat shock, or dehydration, or just being hot, or spending more money on lemonade. Well, how are humans affecting climate change? Humans are affecting climate change because of greenhouse greenhouse gases. They are mostly through fossil fuels from the mid-1800s. Fossil fuels come from using gases from cars, trucks, ships, trains, and planes. Also from electricity production, industry, agriculture, and land use in forestry. Who are important people that help climate change? It doesn't matter how old you are because anyone can make a difference, like Greta Thunberg. She's a Swedish um, environmental activist who is known for challenging world leaders for reducing climate change. Well, I love how you're talking about climate change, but to you, what have you um, done to help climate change? I had a recycling project and asked people about what they recycle and how much and got them aware of their recycling. This helps because the trash goes into the dump, which which can affect climate change by using more fossil fuels and producing more waste. Hmm. Why is climate change bad? 
Climate change is bad because it can help global warming, and that can make the world hotter and affect the air quality, which can affect our health. Also, with the weather not being good, it can affect farmers' agriculture and will make it so we don't have food on our plates. So how old are you? I am 11 years old. So to you, do you think that anyone at any age can help with climate change and problems like this? Yes, anyone can. All they have to do is um, recycle. Yeah. So do you think that recycling is the main way that we can solve climate change problems? Mostly. Well, thank you so much for your insight. So um, since you're a news reporter, we'd like to get to know you a bit more. So um, talking about the topic, how did the recycling project go for you? How did you organize this and um, what did it mean to you? Okay, so I had to, I wanted to, first I didn't really want to do it, but then I want, then I did it one time, then I did one person, and it actually felt kind of good, so I kind of, so then I got, I told my parents to recycle uh, everything that's recyclable. Wow, I love how you're taking this first step towards um, solving climate change. But thank you so much, Milan, for joining our team and um, your segment, your fabulous segment on climate change. Welcome as a new reporter, but we're unfortunately out of time for today's show. And as always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our audio engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests from across the world and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity, visit www.bethestarur.org. That's www.bethestarur.org. Find us on Instagram at Express Yourself Radio. Climate change is real. Watch your actions be involved. We have only one world, and it's up to us to save it. Always remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself